0: J. t smith for the front office news the tfon podcast season two episode 14 we didn't have an episode last week sorry about that y'all just so busy with getting all this content out in real life man i was slipping but we back i got two guests on here for y'all today to talk a lot of bearcat stuff my first one is going to be dan sellers my man I'm a, you know welcome him in in a second. I'm also going to have Brian Fox of Bearcat Sports Radio on later as well. So but I got my man Dan Sellers on first, man. Dan, how you doing?
1: Man, I I I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited and I'm antsy. I got a lot of emotions <laughs> going on right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you antsy over there, man. Yeah, oh, man.
1: We, we we started out this year, man. I was uh deployed in um New Orleans and just, just to get to this point, one game away from what uh, you know, we only hope would happen. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm headed to Cincinnati, to try to get into the game some kind of way. So, hope, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, my name will get me in somewhere. Yeah. I hope so, man. I <laughs> hope so. I'm, I'm praying. Anyway. <laughs>
0: I hey, heard him, Bearcat Nation. Make sure my man get in the game, y'all. Come on, y'all. But, uh, you know, you know, it's one game. So they play Houston. We talked about Houston being one of the better teams in the AAC earlier in the season. And now it's come to fruition. You know, the, Bear, the Bearcats are 12-0, 8-0 in the AAC. Houston lost their first game, but now they rattle off 11 in a row, 11-1, 8-0 in the conference. Bearcats get to host the game. What do you think man like what how you feeling do you feel like this is a game the Bearcats should win or do you feel like this is a 50-50 game do you feel like Houston has a upper upper hand
1: well you know i i just think that everything hinges on emotions the Bearcats have been playing um with a lot of emotions this year. Sometimes that's a good thing, and it has been bad for three or four games in terms of them not really hitting the field with their heads in the game. Uh, You know, I look back at uh, SMU and how they just, you know, just totally obliterated them uh, offensively and defensively. The key to the game, honestly, is to have our offense on the field. When our defense cannot get off the field because of three five yard three uh three five yard runs or you know and extending and letting those guys get a first and uh I mean a third and five run for six yards. Yeah. Uh and just those aggravating um you know situations where the defense doesn't get off the field and then on the other hand the offense making bonehead plays uh, penalties and things like that they had a mixture of that last week but they the talent was just too great to you know uh for east carolina to overcome enough guys came to play uh, as you can see uh, that that didn't make a difference but the only thing that scares me is if they start off thinking this team is is uh inferior to to us and yeah. that that has happened. And you can see it in the play. And even in the in the play calling, sometimes the the the, D, the DC, um his his attitude towards the defensive alignment has been very nonchalant. Where I like I don't believe a lot of a lot of college coaches to some pro coaches believe in, oh yeah, you know, this is what we're gonna give up and we're gonna take that away. I believe in taking away everything. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes defensively we get Happy with that three man front on yeah. rundown. Yes. And so what I yes. noticed after, uh, maybe it was not Navy. It was a couple of those those law games where the defense couldn't get off the field. Yeah. And, um, they, you know, they started bringing three and four guys. You got, you have to at least show that you're gonna. Smother the line of scrimmage, even if, mm-hmm. even if you're not going to bring them. You got the best defensive backs in the country. Yep. You know, and sometimes you'll have them sitting back ten yards off the ball. So I think everything has got to be, uh, excuse my expression, balls to the wall yeah. in terms of that defensive front. And um, um, you know, if they've got to be coming. They've got to be able to stop that that third and five run or that you know second and six you know, six yard run yeah. keeps our defense on. I think the longer, I think the longer our offense is, is, is on the field, the more comfortable they get. Yep. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's the key to me.
0: Yeah. I feel you. I, I'm, I'm going to get on that. Like I, I'll, I'll just piggyback off that. Cause that's the thing um, that the defense defense has been playing very well the last few weeks, but the Tulsa game, you know, they gave up almost 300 yards. I feel like they've made adjustments. Only thing like what I've seen, I don't like they they've been playing a lot of zone. I don't know if you've been noticing that, especially on yeah. like known passing downs. Have yeah. you kind of noticed that on third down? Like a few zones yeah. and I am like, and I'm like, these dudes are just getting their face, like get in the face. I feel like if they beat us on a go route, then shake their hand, because they're not gonna beat them more, they're gonna lose more of them battles than they're gonna win. Right. And I'd be like, just exactly. don't give them because, you know, people sit in the zone, you know, you you take one misstep or you just sit down in a zone because you're not sending that many people. You know, it's just, uh, it can get hairy. But I mean, I feel like he's been doing a, lot, a better job the last few weeks for sure. Um, yeah. I like, I like, I like when they go for D linemen more. Um, yeah. I think they've been using Beavers kind of like as a pseudo DN sometimes, which yeah. I like. You know what I mean? Cool. Do, do that. But I'd rather them show. Four, you know what I mean, like that. Yeah. that three, at times against teams, it, it's it's easier to block the, the the line. You know what I mean, like in general. Right. Like you know, normally right. they're they're exceptional, so they they kind of make it work. But I feel like they should kind of show more four four man fronts because that yeah. secondary I mean, is gotta, they gotta better. Hit,
1: they got to hit the quarterback, man. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we we you know he he depends on Samajay to bring pressure all the time. But he doesn't. I mean, he, he. I mean, sometimes he gets double teamed or yeah, he, you know, chip he gets on. a lot of pressures. You know, that's another thing that he's gonna to have to work on going into the league is that his body control. He gets out of control, so he misses a lot of tackles.
2: Yeah, you're uh, saying on
1: the sack, yeah, on that, he that corner, athletic ability, right? Yeah, uh, he's not breaking down. He's not really in a football stance in a lot of cases. Yeah, you're saying, but that. you know, if if we can get him going. And like you said, you know, they, they bring the linebacker. They used to bring – last year they brought the linebacker on almost every play. Yeah. Run blitz or pass blitz, and, and that's the Blanco this year. Yeah, yeah. And, um he hits those gaps hard, but sometimes, again, you can guess the wrong gap and we get ran right by. But yeah, uh, you got to commend those two big boys. They played well the other, other night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Taylor, Taylor and
0: Brooks, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Taylor and Brooks. Yeah. They – uh you know they held it down, uh, but this Houston team, man, they got a young, uh, talented football team, yep. and they they don't care about nobody. Nah. So this is this is this championship game is everything.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, you know, yeah. So we'll see.
0: Cool, cool. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. You uh, we'll, before we get to the end of that, man. What what's your prediction on Saturday? What you got? What you going with?
1: Man, I think I, – I hate to give you a two-headed prediction. I mean, I, I, I think ultimately we will win. It's a home game. Um, I just don't want to get punched in the mouth, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think that if they come in there to play, they're a much better team yep. on paper. Yeah. And, and that should prevail. So if they come in there and they, they smack them in the mouth, Defensively, they stop them. Uh, I, I think we'll take care of business. They're gonna be hyped. and, and this yeah. is their game. I mean, this is like yeah. they're gonna play spoiler, and, and they're gonna be the best team that we played all year.
2: They're
1: yeah, i will yeah. say that, and yep. uh, and that's including Notre Dame.
2: Nice, and only nice.
1: because of the amount of hype that they're gonna have coming into this game. So oh, they're gonna, sure, they're they're, they're they're talented, they're athletic, uh, so. They, you know, they have not gotten thumped this year. So it could be one of those things that Houston comes in and, and we jump on them and they be like, damn, I didn't believe they were this good, but yeah. here they are. Uh, so I think if they play with emotions the whole game, I think we should, we should be, it should be a two touchdown game.
0: Yeah. I think it's definitely a two, two touchdown, a 17 point game. That's how I was calling it. I just was on something before this. I I was saying that that's what it should be. They don't play silly, get silly penalties. If They play clean, win the turnover battle. I think they win by 17. I just think they're just that much better, even though Houston is a heck of a team. They got some playmakers, but I just feel like if the Bearcats, I feel like lately what they showed on tape, when they play against better teams, they play better. And I feel like Houston is a team that's a threat. And I feel like when they play against threats, they play a lot better.
1: And, 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 and don't games. forget, this is the game where Fickle can say, we're playing for the national championship
0: to get yep. into the
1: national This is the one game.
0: This is the one game he can say they he did. Can say this is for yeah. everything. This is for, It's for everything, literally. Literally, yeah. they can make history. They can be the first G5, first Bearcats team to possibly do something that's never been done. They will go down. If they lose the first game after this, they will go down in history no matter what. Right. A lot of these kids may have they on the ring of honor in some time. You know, it's just a lot on this. I mean, it's a legacy game for a lot of kids. If they don't hopefully they're not thinking about that part of it, they are just thinking about let's just go dominate, smack this team. That's what I hope, you know. And I hope they the um will will get into, you know, hopefully the you know, the whirlwind of stuff going on this week doesn't in uh, you know affect how they're warming up and how they're thinking about playing this team on Saturday. Because as you know. If you, unless you're under a rock, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, he pulled, uh, pulled a Brian Kelly, man. He went from Notre Dame and went to LSU. <laughs> they, they, they gave him a blank check, you know, 10 years, $95 million, which ain't nothing to sneeze at. But at the same time, they said my man Kelly was leaving when all the stuff was breaking. He was in a recruit's house. Wow. He was in a recruit's house recruiting him while the stuff was breaking. Recruiting the kid to come to Notre Dame. Wow brian that's kelly man gangster.
1: that's right he
0: was out here like hey come be an irish man and he's walking out <laughs> he walking out the ink drying <laughs> he got a signing bonus and i said dang that, that's crazy but um you know as, as I, i've told a lot of people i used to be michigan state was one of the te- one of the schools that I, I was scared of but that that went away of course but mm-hmm. notre dame and ohio state are the two schools that i've always felt like Had a real chance to get Fickle if something were to shake. And I thought Notre Dame was a stable place. But um, so that's a whirlwind that's coming over. Hopefully that doesn't creep into the locker room and people are just like, hey, he's gone or whatnot. We don't know what's going to happen. I I do think, you know, if once Fickle, even if he is is dipping, he's not going to dip on these kids. Especially if they win on Saturday, like he's not—he's not leaving before Saturday. We know that; everybody knows that. Um, but you know, it's, it's another cloud that you know the, over the the Bearcats can't have nice things, man. Right? So it's like you back in 09 when Kelly did his Wizard Tree and Dip. Now he leaves somewhere else, and then he's kind of like the person that's hanging his cloud over our head, per se. Again, yeah. Again, Notre like Dame Notre cloud Dame over our head. cloud over our head. So.
1: You know what? The, I, I I don't worry about it. Uh, the only thing and, and and I would be surprised if he if he didn't take that job. But yeah. I I don't think he is. I, I you know what I'm saying? I, would, yeah. I I would be surprised and not surprised at the same time. Yeah. It's not only yeah. Because it's the kind of job that little kids grow up and, and they want. I I not I not me. I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I, yeah, I, same, I don't same. Into all that same same. Uh, And, you know, but, you know, I think what Luke is looking at, and the reason why he's been steadfast here is he's looking at okay, here's a man who is the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, not University of Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about Notre Dame, and he is on the first thing smoking a lateral move. With yeah. money, which we know Jim Kelly, uh, uh, Brian Kelly don't need any money. It's not about the extra $2 million he's getting. Yes. He's already getting six or seven million, whatever he was getting. So there is there is an issue in that these coaches cannot uh, outlast or out tough the uh, tradition and these followers. And they, they never really like kelly
2: yeah
1: and for some reason they have never loved kelly and um, um, they haven't loved the coach in since lou holtz was there and then they ran him out
0: yeah true That's
1: so true. it's like when a coach is doing the best he can do or the best anybody's ever done and you still lack the respect of your boosters
2: yeah and
1: some of your fan base and you can go make more money by the way, and you can recruit. He's Bad. going to a place where he's gonna have he's gonna enjoy being the coach. He's not enjoyed being a coach in Notre Dame. So I think Luke sees that and, and he and these some of these jobs that have come up, yeah, you know, and uh, understands that you know his, the, the opportunity in front of him, the, the the base of recruits that he's already kind of built. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the the fact that we're going to a big uh, uh, so-called Power Five conference, yeah, uh, and uh, I and I think that that is drives him. You know, it's a it's a chip on his shoulder about the whole Power Five versus a Group of Five. He's always been the guy who's you know champion for the the, the so-called Group of Five. Yeah. So my thing is, I mean, I hope that he's that guy. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, sure. I, I wouldn't be like, man, that's dirty.
2: Yeah, because,
1: same. Because, you know, that is seen as a job that, but, but you know, that that uh, the, the ultimate blue blood job. Yeah, partner. true. If he's smart, he can accomplish more or just as much here.
2: Yeah, his, yeah.
1: Kids aren't, the best kids in the world are not, you know, consumed with going to... Uh, all these blue bloods anymore maybe Alabama uh-huh. maybe Clemson but you know Notre Dame is like ah man I gotta study and <laughs> yeah. So, yeah kick it this, gonna be different be one of those schools the you
0: know? <laughs> no, kick it ain't gonna be the same at Notre Dame you know what I mean like right. it's, it's a different animal yeah like.
1: we, ain't gonna, we ain't gonna turn up at Notre Dame yeah
0: yeah yeah like it's gonna be yeah. few and far between like you gotta make sure them books is legit legit just to get in
1: Right. I mean, and the books got to be
0: legit places, though, but you know what I mean. It's a different animal. Yeah,
1: there's, there's a group of kids who do want to go to, uh, you know, Stanford and Notre Dame. Yeah. And, and play that play in that kind of uh, atmosphere, and that's great. Yeah, yeah ain't nothing wrong with it. a lot of these it. kids are not thinking about Notre Dame like that.
0: Nah, not like, nah, not like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get good recruits, don't get me wrong, They're consistent recruits, but it ain't like Kelly's about to recruit way better at at lsu than he could recruit at notre dame just because off the academic side alone right you know what i'm saying and lsu ain't no ain't chopped liver or nothing like that but i'm just saying like it's just it's a different animal it's just it's just just facts you know what i'm saying it's just pure facts but uh my thing with Fick, like i wouldn't like i personally wouldn't be mad if he dipped because he stayed longer than any other coach he's put this program i never thought we, i would be seeing this in my lifetime per se like maybe not lifetime but i never thought i'll be seeing it where like this fast especially with them being the aac being you know beating notre dame on a road doing certain things banging with georgia pretty much giving that game away that's what sucks you know what i mean but yeah. uh you know just where they're at you know getting the recruits they've been getting starting to get people to stay home which was you know under tuberville was few and far between they have a few here and there but being really having a grasp on like the tri state area, um, which is pretty dope to see it like building, you know, be ahead of schedule. Like, the second year, they won 11 games, and you know, that game that year, I thought six and six tops, and, you know, right. if they overachieve, maybe seven and five, but I'm like, that's been overachieved. They won, it, went 11 and three. I didn't see that coming, right? You know, nobody saw that coming, and just for him to hit that running, um but like you said like he's a different animal um i told people before like uh i mean he you know Michigan turned michigan state down which i you know a couple years ago i would have said that was a a school to be scared of i don't think he liked how they did d'antonio which is this guy um and that helped the bearcats a lot i think greatly and you know just that arrogance from them i think that helped us um you know west virginia wanted him you know uh i want to say arkansas um florida state wanted him you know so it's just like he's turned down some big some big schools so it's like it's not a done deal i wouldn't be mad you know i wouldn't be mad either way Like i understand because you know that's one of the big big cornerstone jobs and he, he would have a chance but i do hope that personally as a selfish person that he's helped my site grow a lot he's helped my content grow a lot because winning turns into people wanting to see what's going on with winners. with people are winners and I'm writing right. about winners, right? You got more people going to the NFL this year, than probably, probably possibly breaking the school record and it's probably mm-hmm. not going to stop, you know, consistently people going to the NFL. Um, people want to do that. Like you can come here, possibly play a little bit earlier. It's a legit program. Um, and, and he's done it. Like, you know, if he's doing this at AAC level, he gets to the big 12. I just don't see it stopping. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Unless just going to get better. Right. Um, but uh, I hope Freeman does get the Notre Dame job just for him. like I feel like he's one of the best coordinators out. I feel like he deserves to have a top-tier job, and that would be good. It would be a win-win because Bearcats would be able to keep Fickle, and, and Freeman gets to get get a job. And personally, I, I think that would be dope. But if Fickle were to dip, I would think the Bearcats have to exhaust every option they have to get Freeman to come back. That's just. Oh yeah, they okay. have to exhaust every yeah, what, resource so they gotta have.
1: What we got to worry about is, is that because uh, Freeman is the interim coach, right?
0: They are not okay. So, uh, all right. So today they said they're not naming an interim coach. They're just they're going to just do the process. So like, but if they did name an interim coach, that interim coach would not have a chance to be the head coach.
1: Oh wow! So,
0: so like, what I'm hearing her doing is like. All their players are like just like Freeman. Like everybody's posting like, "Hey, Free is our guy." Recruits that are coming are like, "Free is my guy." Wow, you know what I mean? So, and then I'm hearing they're saying like the Tommy Reese dude. They're trying to restructure his deal for him to stay on staff, and because like they said, LSU trying to offer him like four hundred thousand to come down there. Okay. And they said they offered and he said they said they um, Brian Kelly told Freeman that he will make him the highest paid d- coordinator in college football if he comes down there.
1: Damn. we of money.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so I think that's a good thing, because now Notre Dame, if they want to keep Freeman, they got to show us, they got to they got to say something and then. Um, I heard like they they kept the the strength coordinator on staff, the strength oh, yeah. dude. So I think yeah. that shows me. I think they're leaning towards Freeman. And I heard like right. it was a like a talk with a lot of alumni and some people. And they were saying like they're they're back in Freeman, for real.
1: Freeman gonna have a head coaching job this year, no matter what.
0: No matter what, he's gonna have a head coaching yeah, job. Yeah,
1: he, he are he in a good situation. He's in a real good spot. He's in the, he the Georgia. Yeah, they lose, they still going to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. He's, yeah, he's the number yeah, one no, seed he's, right now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if if somehow Fickle gets there or they choose somebody else, somebody is going to get Freeman at least in the AAC.
0: Awesome. Um, at least, job. at you least, know,
1: SMU or, or SMU you just signed, again. they just signed. Yeah,
0: yeah they signed, yeah, they signed to him. They got uh, they were fast, but yeah, Miami's a coordinator, yeah. yeah, offense coordinator. Yeah, so. We'll see, man. We'll see how that, that plays out because it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm 50 50, but I just think like it, it does seem like it's leaning towards Freeman, but not covering them and not knowing stuff, you never know what it is. I just know um, the Oz Makers have him number one right now, like on in Vegas. Yeah. To be the coach, and
1: then, and then it's thick. It, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's him thick. It and then,
1: sense. Him it makes Vic,
0: sense. And then it, I forgot who the third was. But yeah. yeah.
1: yeah this is a tough one. You know, I. Had, I... I had this conversation with somebody uh when they thought Brian Kelly was going to USC the yeah. other day and I was like yeah you know it's a tough one it, it's it, I don't you know I I I think it's the right thing to do for Fickle to stay if he yeah. wants to really really be a legend yeah look how like I said you look at Brian Kelly man he's he he was better than every coach that ever coached there
0: yeah and he every- did not get the respect yeah, for sure so
1: you talking about new uh, new what's it, new, new Rodney and, <laughs> and uh and divine and all those coaches yeah and and he they they they're um trying to part ways with this guy two years ago yeah and and he's the best ever and ever so, he got the, yeah but so he basically was like man you know screw you guys i'm you know i'm nothing to sneeze at I'm about to go to LSU. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm way better. He knows he's way better than Ed Ogeron. Like Ed Ogeron is a, yeah. you know, yeah. a special teams coach.
0: Yeah, he definitely and, better than Ogeron. I can't yeah. crap on that. I want to yeah, say he's no, he's not, better. but he's he definitely better Ogeron. Oh
1: yeah, he's way and, better Ogeron. So he's not worried about being out of there. He got that guaranteed money up front.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so
1: you know, people don't understand. People have lives and wives and kids, and, and you know, and then their ego isn't as big as a lot of these other coaches that think that I can walk into, you know, these big schools. Look at Lincoln Riley, man. Man, He's like, dude, we finna go to the <laughs> <He>, SEC.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he said, I'm out, bro. He said, I ain't sign up for this. He said, man, he <laughs> yeah. was like, bro, y'all know I wanted to, play. I, I'm cool in the Big 12. I never have a great defense. Y'all want me right. to go play against them? Like, yeah. bro, my lane is the Big 12, you know what I'm saying? Like this is my lane. I dominate oh, this lane, but I don't, I don't have a defense, right? Like you know I don't got a defense. I got some players here. The is
1: the Pac-12. Oh, he's about to be in the, the Pac.
0: Man, he about to play the portal so crazy. He he going to be he going to be a top 2 team in uh Big uh Pac-12 next year. Oh yeah. He already got oh, the kid, to decommit, that the five-star, the quarterback, he already committed and said coming in USC, that quarterback from California. Today. Yeah. My man been there twenty four hours and already got somebody to be like, "All right, I'm coming, bro. I'm there."
1: You talking about the boy from Modern Day?
0: I think so, Michi. Yeah, Michi, yeah.
1: He's he's just another Bryce Young. They exactly the same. For <laughs> real? They look alike, same size. That's crazy. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. He got him to come, like, bro. He ain't playing, man. He' about to go out I there because.
1: I watched them play here. They played Duncanville High School. Oh, for real! Yeah, not, I was yeah. like, "This little dude out here throwing the ball like a on like Joe Montana."
0: He got their slaying at Duncanville
1: High School. <laughs> for
0: real? Going to work, huh?
1: Yeah, Duncanville. That's the only loss. They going to the state championship for the, like the fourth year in a row.
0: No, they nice, and she said he was going to work, huh?
1: Oh, bro, he's nice, and that yeah. receiver. That's that's. Uh, I think they committed to. Alabama, I think, to stay home now. I just read
0: that. Oh, for okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they ain't playing, man. He ain't, but he about to go out there because only first, only team he got consistent work about is Oregon, for real. Yeah. I mean, UCLA coming up, they're trying to be a little bit better, but they ain't like world beaters right now. Then I mean, you got no. Utah is solid. They always gonna be solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're gonna play a physical brand of ball for real. They mm-hmm. might not have as many playmakers as everybody else and then they'll falter, but, uh, you know, or you know, they just be are, or I mean, Arizona's never really somebody. Arizona State been decent. Yeah, I feel like my man, was, I thought he was gonna make another jump, but I mean, you know, Pac-12 is right for the taking, man. You come out there and play like you got some heart, you you gonna be a top two team or might win it ASAP. Right. No. So, yeah, yeah. They but, got a lot of softness up there. Yeah, bro. a lot of softness. So like with them, uh, with him seeing that, he was like, man, f that. I'm about to go out there get this money and not yeah. had that much stress. Like, he come out there and he win nine to 11 games consistently, they're going to be loving him, especially yeah. how bad it's been at USC. Like, if you would have followed Carroll, they wouldn't have been having it. But they've been so trash, like so up and down and barely having dogs that they used to. You know, back in the day, they was just reloading. Like, they had receiver, running back, receiver, yeah. running back, cornerback, man. linebacker that was cold, defense end. Lineman that was they always had an offensive tackle that was cold yeah you know what i'm saying and now you know if now people don't even really know who on usc you used to know right. who was on usc just just off the strength because you had to now yeah. just like oh buddy over there okay he, he could play but all right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and now he gonna have him right and then over there he ain't got to worry about being just a defensive minded dude which he's not too he can still give up that 30 ball he gonna get he gonna score 40 Right, and that's and cool. And the SEC they was gonna be struggling to get eight wins, and he knew it. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, you're right. You're right.
0: He knew what it was, man. He was like, man, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I, like we we going over here, we sacrificing, just giving up what? Maybe they add maybe three to five million a year just mm-hmm. for the SEC brand. Like, bro, you need to stay in the Big Twelve. I'm glad. I'm glad for the Bearcats that they're being money hungry, but overall, it's not a good move for their for those. For Those teams, no, I don't think,
1: no, not at all.
0: I mean, it's great for us, so I'm I'm happy that they're money hungry and they didn't see the they were short sighted about it because it's gonna be, especially Texas. Texas can't even win six games in the Big 12. What are they gonna do to the in the in the, in the sec? No, like that's
1: a mess. it's a mess, everybody's second guessing down here, so
0: it's too late now. They just the ink done dry, baby.
1: Oh, yeah, they were hyped about it now. They're like, oh wow,
0: yeah, because you're like, brother, y'all can't hang in the Big 12. What y'all <laughs> gonna do in the, in the sec? Mm-mm. Vince Young can't can't uh lose 15 years off his life and come back, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, what they think they think Ricky Williams coming back through that door or something? Like, I don't know, man. Did they have Earl Thomas? They thought <laughs> they think Earl Thomas was about to be back with That's college funny. eligibility or something. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know to tell you. Yeah, man. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um and hopefully it, it works out, you know. No matter what, man, the Bearcats are in a better situation than when Fick touched it the first time, so yeah. I can be nothing but grateful for him for him personally. I mean, he's helped, yeah, helped I, me I, indirectly. I, I, you feel me? Like, you know, yeah. people check my worry about what I'm talking about pretty much because fickle then held it down and I got something to talk about, you know. with tough, so I was doing this, people would be like, All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I don't care yeah, what you're man. talking about. Like, I ain't I do even checking for you boys, but now. Going to the Big Twelve, I, I indirectly fickle man. He done did a lot for me, so yeah, I ain't about to trip. You know, nah,
1: I never I didn't. You know I didn't trip off any of them leaving. This is what it
0: is. It is. It's but, a game. It's a game. Yeah, it's how yeah. it go, man. It's a dirty game you sometimes. Know.
1: Dude, le- dude, just left Notre Dame. Dude, just left Oklahoma.
0: Oklahoma, Oklahoma, man. <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah. Notre it Dame. Left, yeah. Yeah, ain't, so, we ain't talking about Toledo, you know what I'm saying, right. or Central Michigan. My man left Oklahoma. Like, man, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so we it's it, it's gonna happen it's one day. I just hope the thing is with I know we getting long winded. But um, Fick, he can be our Bobby Bowden. Yep, all right. And that's
1: and that's the only thing. Yeah, that's the, the only thing. thing the only I think thing that's, the, that's the
0: that's yeah, the that's the, the thing. Of the
1: cream. That's a career. If you he can
0: be. Me, he can be our Bobby Bowden if he wants. If he wants yeah. to. He can be our Joe Paterno minus the uh, touching the kids. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you, know no, for real. No, you know what I'm saying? There'll be another Joe Paterno, but there'll yeah. be, a, be a ton of, of – uh, Ryan Kelly's you know.
0: leave. you know what I'm
1: saying?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, that's a lot of people yeah. that flame out. They go to their next place, and they flame out because they don't have the support. People are – you know, they're not, like, as lenient as far as, okay, you had an eight-win season – You know what I'm saying? Because with the money comes more expectations, you know, so when you get that and you're not you didn't build that program up from from the from the ground, like almost like, you know, in the spring, you you plant your flowers. You want to see how they look in the summertime. You don't plant them and it's already planted. They like, hey, dude, you got the garden over there? The stuff are over there. Keep watering it. And you like, oh, snap, it's a little different. I want to do it this way. They don't give you the opportunity to do it the way you want to do it. And then you got too many cooks in the kitchen, so then yeah. your macaroni and cheese ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm right, because everybody talking because they like I'm paying you this money, you gotta do this. And my man, you used to doing it this way. I'm gonna cook this way. I like to cook with my right hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're telling me to cook yeah. my left and my foot. Nah, this ain't how I do it. And then a lot of people flame out. Yeah. But he can be our our guy. That one guy that when every when we're old and can't, you know got walkers and. You know what I'm saying, and barely can move around and got canes, he can have a statue out in front of the stage. Yeah,
1: that's it, so, yeah, no, that's true, man.
0: <laughs> yep, so,
1: uh, yeah, well, we'll see, man. Um, yep. I'm headed to town, man. Hopefully, I can run into you.
0: All right, cool. Hit, hit me up, it. man. We'll see what's up. Well, I'll definitely be down there on Saturday, so we'll uh, we'll definitely wrap, man. Don't forget about me, I'll shoot you a text. I know you're gonna be watching that game no matter what, so uh, oh yeah. So sure. I'm, I'm, I'll have my phone ready, man. Just uh okay. just forget you can't call me this time because you know I can't get excited in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> we'll see. All right, man, cool. I have to see if I can get a press pass and write an article for the Herald this weekend. I'm hey, gonna See, talk you, see, see what you that.
0: can do, man. Cause I had to put the pad, I had to put the request in. It was like sat Sunday. So make sure you hit them up. Like okay ASAP. So okay. they can pull the oh, pull
1: Because so you gotta go,
0: we gotta go through the AAC. We ain't stretching right. through the um thing. So they they yeah. was on it. So.
1: Well, I may yeah. just try to get on the field with uh through the athletic department. But anyway, yeah. man, it's, make, it's, make, Yeah, it's uh we're gonna we're gonna celebrate hopefully on Saturday night
0: so. for sure, man. For sure, hit yeah. me up, man. You know, okay. And hey, y'all, this this is Danny Danny Sellers. She was on here with us in front office news, man. We are gonna have this is the first okay. segment. We gonna have one more segment for you later. So. T. Smith of the T.F.O.N. podcast back again. We got our second guest on here. I told you he was going to be here. I got him. I grabbed him. Got my man Brian Fox of the Bearcat Sports Radio in the building. Man, Brian, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey!
3: hey. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's uh, it's been a day. Is it a a day? days.
0: I know, man. You've been uh you've been had you had a had a busy day, man. is it the second second uh pod you've been on today? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh I don't know why. It's not like there's anything important or significant going on, but yeah. no,
0: right. I know, right? So you know the Bearcats, they're playing Houston and uh for the AAC championship, have a chance to be two-time AAC champions in a row on Saturday and we get hit with the bombshell that Brian Kelly, our dear friend, Brian Kelly is going from Notre Dame to LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this coming?
3: Uh, No, no, (laughs) Lord. No. And I don't know who did. I mean, you know, you've got a guy like Brian Kelly. I, I saw him maybe going to USC. I could have seen him going to UCLA or Miami. He's got all that Notre Dame money. So I thought, Maybe he wanted to go spend it in a, you know, beautiful <laughs> coastal area. I would have yeah. understood. Yeah. Baton Rouge ain't it. Baton Rouge is not coastal. Um, there's a lot of mosquitoes.
2: Yeah.
3: And But you know what? For $9.5 million a year, I guess I, I'll just buy some bug spray.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be able to recruit a lot. That's for sure. I mean, he recruited solid at Notre Dame for sure. But, I mean, you're going to get a. LSU gets, it's a different animal. I can't I can't lie. So it's
3: different. You got an easier pipeline of in-state recruits at Louisiana. Yeah. You don't you don't have the high uh, um, academic rigor yeah. that is required both of your students and on your um, admissions process. Yep. Um, and and you got a hungry alumni base that is um, used to winning, high expectations, but also high resources. Clearly.
2: Yeah. For sure. Um,
3: and if you're Brian Kelly, you know, you've got a chance. You, you already tried to ruin the Bearcats program once. And this this provides him with another opportunity to try to come back and really get it good, you know, Dude. just to really screw us over one more time.
0: Dude, man, he's like the the Bearcat strangler, isn't he? Like directly <laughs> yeah. and indirectly.
3: He is. <laughs> I mean, he's put us in such a weird spot. Yeah. And you know, in, in the – timeline of everything and in vacating a position, like one of the two positions that I was really fearful of Fickle going to. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's about a worst case scenario.
0: Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Like the, the timeline is just crazy off the top. We're we not even getting to him leaving. Just think about it. Notre Dame literally dropped a spot because he he's not there oh, <laughs> today. I I you think yeah. about that. And then, he was literally in a recruit's house when, when the news was breaking. Did you hear yeah,
3: that? I did.
2: Yeah, that's I crazy. Did.
0: That's yeah. crazy, man. So, but well, I, and
3: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with that. I think, um, you know, as far as the college football playoff committee, um, they there were a lot of I saw a lot of optimistic Bearcats fans who thought that we would, you know, jump up to three. I never thought yeah. that. Um, and Hello. it's not cuz i didn't think we were deserving of the three spot it's because there's um, i have little faith in the humanity of the college football playoff committee and Same. when i'm watching the the oklahoma oklahoma state game at you know bedlam yeah and i and i see you know that they um, you know i'm sure they got good numbers on viewership it was a, a good game down to the wire and Oklahoma State, you know, comes out and they win that game, and I and I just knew that the messaging was going to pivot to um, how can you keep an Oklahoma State team that goes back-to-back weeks and beats Oklahoma and Baylor out of the playoff? Yeah. Um, and so I was really worried that they were going to uh, shuffle Oklahoma State all the way past us at the, into four. Yeah. But they only they 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 took half of the step and got them into five. And they used the pretext of coaching transition in order to, you know, kind of justify that, even though Mm -hmm. Notre Dame clearly had a good win over Stanford. And, and guess what? If, if we win, but lose our coach to a coaching transition prior to the end of the season, you better believe that the playoff committee is going to be taking that into consideration. And if it's not clear, if it's not, There's no certainty because, you know, what what Luke could do is, and what Notre Dame could do is try to say, hey, um, you know, knowing that the committee is going to take, you know, coaching um, transitions into account, well, maybe we should just wait until after the committee announces the final playoff rankings. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Well, now now the committee might use the hypothetical possibility that, that Luke leaves if Notre Dame doesn't have a head coach. That is going to be hanging over, and that will provide the committee with yet another pretext pretextual uh, justification to try to box us out.
0: Dang, I didn't even um, think about that part of it. You're I right. hope
3: I hope they don't. I, I want to believe you know Kirk Herb Street was adamant that if Cincinnati takes care of business they're they're in, he doesn't know that.
2: Yeah, he yeah. No, sure.
3: He can't speak on behalf of the committee of 13. Several of whom are compromised and are yeah. financially benefited if if a team from their conference is added to the playoff committee That's or the, to the college football playoff. Um, so he can't. He's not in that room unless if he is. I, I want to know why. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I especially want to know if Lee Corso is in that room.
0: Oh yeah, Lee can't um, be in here.
3: He shouldn't be yeah. in many
0: rooms right now, actually.
3: <laughs> my concern is that Lee is living in Gary Bartis' basement. That's my concern. It's somewhere, man. Uh, yeah. It might be. It could be. So, yeah, I mean, we. What what's wild is this Houston game really sets up as one of the most significant, you know, games in Bearcats football history. Yeah. And, boy, we're not talking a whole lot about the X's and O's. No, um, not at all. Everybody's talking about the, you know, the drama that's surrounding the team. And I guarantee you when our players are leaving team meetings and stuff, they're, they're online, they're on Uh, the interwebs, they're reading tweets, they're watching all of this. They know, and they know it's all a business. And so um, they're probably, you know, many of them are wondering, Hey, are we going to, are we going to have coach Fick Saturday game time? Um, And if we take care of business, are we going to have coach, Fick at the playoff? Is it possible that he's going to cost us an opportunity to play for a national championship? And just because there's this speculation swirling about coaching vacancy at Notre Dame.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I just wish that he would come out and and state with some clarity and certainty that he's going to remain the head coach of the University of Cincinnati uh, you know on Saturday and that he's going to coach the Bearcats and you know through the remainder of the season even if he doesn't mean it
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just wanting to say it. I think he is I think no matter what he's he's coaching them through especially if they win Saturday and go to the if they get that fourth seed or third seed in the playoffs I think think they I think he's through it I think he's going if, all the way through no matter what
3: market- if Marcus – so, you know, the, the silence from Notre Dame, um, it speaks volumes to me because, you know, if, if they were looking for a head coach, um, they've already done the due diligence on Marcus to find out what kind of personality, temperament, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> capacity he has yeah. to lead them. They've already screened him on the front end. They they talked about him being the head coach in waiting. Yeah. and And so now you've got him, right? Kelly left. Your guy's already on staff. The only thing that left to work out are the details of the contract. Yeah. Um, And yet that's not what we're hearing. You know, we're not hearing that. And there's been really other than, you know, some players and alumni trying to rally behind Marcus. We're not seeing a lot of updates or, you know, by way of Marcus is our guy. And, and so that tells me that there's there. It, it's, there are some guys and, and the list may just be, we're going to wait on Luke to tell us no. And um, so, yeah, I think each day that there's the Notre, Notre Dame is silent is kind of bad for us. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned because I don't want this team of you know, guys who have given everything they have to the university and to the football program for four or five years, you know, it sucks that this is what we're talking about and they're having to deal with a big blinking question mark of their future. And it has nothing to do with how they play on the field.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I would say this is a big boy problems, like yeah, you know, big program problems, no matter what, you know, every year it's probably going to be like some job. If he does stay, you know it's always gonna be a job. This is just like, you know, of course, just like you said, Notre Dame and Ohio State are the two ones that you know if they came available, it's gonna be real consideration. Even if he does stay, it's gonna I feel like it's definitely going to be a real consideration, a real talk about um i fit I don't know, like the I don't know, like I feel like Notre Dame has made a few moves like lately, I don't know, like keeping a strength coach, a couple other things that I don't know if it's true or what, but it's giving me a little bit more hope that the latter is going to happen. But I I do, we all do know this is a real, a real situation, you know, even though he, you know, Fickle is the king of deflection or just keeping it, you know, talking about the game and doing that certain thing. But, you know, USC, I never was worried about that job when it came up, I would have been thrown for like a super loop. If he took that, I honestly, even though Oklahoma is a top tier program, I'm not worried. I was never worried about Oklahoma. Yeah,
3: I, I think there's a reason he hired Jimmy Sexton. Um, you know that that, yeah. that's a, that is a that is a change in the state of play. Yeah, so I, him, him making that choice tells me um, a little bit about what I need to know. It doesn't tell me all I need to know, but it tells me yeah. a little bit about what I need to know um, about what's going through his head. Um, I do think he's gonna, you know, he's obviously trying to. Ma- he he is. I can't imagine a time where his market value would be higher. He's got every, he's got every eyeball. He's he's taking a program uh, that was four and eight in his first season. I mean, he's just got a, a very clear demonstrated track record of success for sure. And he's playing for a national championship at the university of Cincinnati. So, you know, he is, his market value probably couldn't be higher. So if he is going to leave, boy, this is the year um you know he's got a bunch of guys who are going to be cycling out you know he's got a quarterback who's leaving so there's going to be some turnover on his team yeah which, which is invariably going to cause his market value to decrease um and and so you know there's just this confluence of factors that uh you know lead me to to believe that there's a reason and cause for concern
0: yeah you're right it's a perfect storm man like i um like this is like the perfect storm that I didn't expect like you told me last week I would not have been worried um but I didn't think Notre Dame will be open you think about it we got 33 seniors uh I mean got Cincinnati you know who on a large scale is you know not viewed as like the Blue Bloods on football of course and you know, they are top 14 and they have a real chance of playing for national championship. Yeah, you, you're right, man. It's, uh, can't be higher. I mean, unless he goes and win it, but then maybe he stays, but no, nah, no, nah, but, uh, it, it's a heck of a heck of a thing. You got the new, the new agent. I didn't even think about that part of the factor. And then, uh, it's just a perfect storm, man. Like, cause who, who thought Notre Dame was if, if, last month? Who thought Notre Dame would be open? Yeah. Or been a, 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 you know, a speculation, you yeah. Know. And
3: I think about, so I think about the timeline too. So um, in my mind, I kind of break it up into component parts. You've got, yeah. if, if you see loses Saturday and he's interested in the job to Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, by before Saturday midnight, he's going to, he'll make the announcement. Okay. okay? If, um, if we win and there is. um. There's chaos above us. Let's say Michigan loses. Let's say Alabama gets boat raced. Okay. And then you've got the potential for Oklahoma State and Notre Dame to slot into those two openings. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So if that were to happen, now you've got UC in the playoff and Notre Dame in the playoff. Yeah. So if is he going to leave to coach against his team this year, is he going to stay and coach his old team against his new team? I mean, what a wild set of circumstances that would be, of course. Yeah. And so I can't imagine Jack Swarbrick and the Notre Dame folks being okay with that scenario. Yeah. Um and then, you know, then you've got the scenario of what if we get into the college football playoff and Notre Dame doesn't yeah. Um, now what is there? Is there a scenario in which uh, Jack Swarbrick says, um, you know, I I, I want to honor what you've built at the University of Cincinnati and I want uh, we're going to let you coach through the college football playoff. Um, he could do that. He could say that. And I think um, th- that would be unique. I'm not sure that's ever been done. Yeah. Notre Dame doesn't typically do that. If you recall, they, they really forced Brian Kelly to do it yeah. immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: but Brian, Brian Kelly didn't care. I don't
0: think. No, nah, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. I highly Luke, he Luke, cares. Luke, cares. Luke cares. Yeah. Luke, yeah cares, Luke cares for sure.
3: Um, so, you know, I think about those and I think, you know, if, if they are insistent that the Bearcats, you know, jump, or I'm sorry, if, if, if he's insistent that, um, that Luke leave the Bearcats prior to the college football playoff, um, then I, I think you're you're not going to see an announcement until knowing that the committee is going to be taken into consideration. You're not going to see an announcement from Fick until after that the final four pairings are announced. Okay, um, that would be my yes. That regardless, yeah. you're going to hear um, some some messaging about you know him staying just to make sure that he doesn't cost us especially given that new development,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: but I could be wrong. I could okay. be wrong. I mean, this is all, it's all conjecture. I haven't talked yeah. to Luke. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not the guy that I'm not going to text him and ask. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to beg him. I'm not going to show up at his house and play music I'm not gonna send him letters. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do that. And, and, and I, so I don't know. I, I don't know who knows. Yeah, say uh, the, the real. I think most of us are, are close enough that we can try to look at all of these different data points and yeah. arrive arrive at what we think is the case. And yeah. we're gonna be wrong or we'll be right.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. I'll say the same thing. Man, I, you gotta let it play out now because it's like um, the, the best the best case scenario for the Bearcats fans is if the Notre Dame um, Schwarber, if he says, you know what, I Marcus Freeman's our guy and they announce it within a couple days. days. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the best case scenario. Um, if, if it, the longer it lingers, you know, the more, you know, you start thinking, Hey, Fick got a has a real chance, which I believe he does. Um, but, you know, odds are saying that Freeman's the, the number one guy right now in Vegas, but we'll see what they, you know, who knows, maybe the sharks have some, some play on that. I'll be, I would be happy. You know, Freeman got, got the job. I like Freeman. Um, but then, you know, it will keep Fickle a little bit longer, which should be a win win. Uh, but if, if Fickle does leave, I feel like they should, ex- I said this early on the pod, um, they should exhaust all resources to get Freeman to come back if that happens. Um, yeah, how that. do you feel? How do you, do you feel like if this, I mean, hypothetically, I know we're jumping the gun because Fickle is still here. But if he were to leave, do you feel like Freeman's, for you would you be like a hey, freeman's the guy or do you feel like hey they should exhaust other resources to get somebody else possibly
3: so um i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah so i am not i am not um i'm not uh as convinced as every single you know it seems like there's a consensus yeah among most in the the UC media ecosystem. That yeah. Free, Freeman is the obvious guy. I'm not yeah. there. I actually think I actually think Ju, uh, Gino, okay, uh, would would be a great option. Okay, um, and a, and a guy who's who's not going to leave. Um, mm. You know, Gino's a guy who who his his story is compelling. He had all the, you know all those options to go out and and go play football at Notre Dame or go play wherever, and he chose the University of Cincinnati even though there was no, you know, really strong program in place, um, yeah, that says something about a young man to me. And then, uh, and then, you know, I look at the job he's done coaching. He's done a, a great job coaching. True. Um, and, and I think he's a guy who wants to be here. He wants to be in the city. He wants to be a Bearcat. He wants to retire a Bearcat. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: and those things, I think, you know, is he unproven? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but so is, yeah. so is Marcus. And, so Marcus and he, neither of them have the head coaching experience. Yeah, true. Um, and, you know, yeah, he, he's been a defensive coordinator. Um, but he was a defensive coordinator when Luke was, um, you know, the head coach. And Luke was in every defense defensive meeting with him. I think a lot of the in-game adjustments because Luke is a defensive guy. Luke, I think, um, played a role, a, a, mm-hmm. a real prominent role in making those in-game adjustments as well. Marcus is a prolific recruiter. So, you know, um, yeah. so, I, you know, I think they, they stack up pretty similarly. I, I look at Marcus and I, I, I would be, look, I'll be, I'll be thrilled with either. Yeah. Um, I think if, if it, it'll be interesting to see what Marcus does, because he's going to have three or four options, right? He's gonna yeah. has yeah. option to stay at Notre Dame. Yeah. If, if Luke were to go, he'd have the option to stay and be with his best friend again. Yeah. he will make, it'll make, you know, um, 2 million plus to yeah. to do that. Yeah. If he goes to LSU, he'll have the opportunity to be a defensive coordinator and make, you know, two and a half million dollars a year doing that. Yeah. Um, if he comes here, he's going to have the option to be the head coach um, and he's going to, you know, be looking at three and a half million and four million. you um, something in that range. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's also Duke and Virginia tech and all these other yeah. opportunities that have even yet to spring open that we don't know about. Um, so there, he has a lot of options. Yeah. Um, true. Why, what I like about him or Gino is either of those options, they, they retain the pipeline. And they kind yeah, of protect yeah. the relational pipeline and yeah, the yeah. program and the momentum
0: that is going. What's, yeah.
3: What scares me about hiring a an un, unknown quantity and introducing them into uh, you know our program ecosystem is that it could it could lead to a a full reset.
0: You know, yeah, that, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. If yeah. we
3: hire somebody that comes in they're probably going to want to clean house and have bring all of their staff with them. Yeah. And so all of those relationships with players, you know, the transfer portal now, I mean, it's yeah. so easy for, for guys to open the recruitment and yeah. the head elsewhere. Um, and so I, I really worry about that scenario taking place. Yeah. And that's why I really like Marcus or Gino for
0: that, person, you know, yeah.
3: for, for being the next person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I feel you on that. I didn't think about Gino, as much but now after that it makes sense because you want to keep that pipeline they've developed no matter what they want to keep that going because they have a nice pipeline especially in the tri-state state and they're starting to get a little bit more south you want to keep that keep that going because this with them going to the big 12 no matter who's the coach I mean you're going to be able to get even better players consistently you just gotta it's easy to sell you know you go to the big 12 and play against the big boys and stuff like that. So, well, uh, and, and,
3: you, and you look at our, our, our next quarterback um, in Evan Prater and you know, who, who who did the recruitment there?
1: Gino. You know, it was a team. Yeah, yeah. It was a
3: team effort, but you know, he's been in his position group. Yeah. Um, I, I think it helps ensure some stability and continuity. Yeah. Um, I, I, but everyone has seemed to you know, again, it's it's felt like almost near consensus, with yeah. Marcus, and I, I I think that's I think that would be um, that's a win too. I don't I don't think yeah. we're with either either of those guys
0: for sure for sure. I think both would be be good because you definitely <clears throat> and they're both young, so I think that's yep. like another good thing too. So no matter what, like the I don't think the Bearcats can go retread. We've seen what yeah. that gets us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it gets us almost to oblivion. Like we are nothing. So they have yeah, to if go. If Dan
3: Mullen, like yeah. Dan Mullen's a great coach, but yeah,
0: no, no. Um, like, we'll be six and six all the time, and he'll be talking about he's building a pro, a real program, and he'll, he'll be a uh, the senator in Florida or something. And we can't under, years.
3: we can't underestimate now our our value. Yeah, because yeah. In the past yeah. it was like, oh, who's gonna want to come? And, <laughs> yep. and now it's like, look, we're we're in the spotlight and mm-hmm. and recruits are looking and we've got a platform here. It it may not, you know, it doesn't rival um, you know, your your top five historic programs, yeah. but but there's a platform and a brand that uh, I think we're in a tr- attractive spot to to be a head coach. So yeah,
0: for sure. We're definitely in a sexy position per se, no matter mm-hmm. what. Because you gotta think about it. If you're good enough and smart enough to keep a lot of the players on board and know how to just follow that formula of recruiting, you, you I mean you'll, you'll be good. You'll win nine, ten games, you know, consistently, no matter what conference you're in. With, with the you know Ohio kids and hit some Kentucky kids and Indiana, sp- hitting Michigan a little bit and sprinkling a little down south in there, here and there. So uh, we're definitely in the best position, like far as. Um, like far off looking good, we're like we're in shape right now. In the summer, got our shirt off and and uh, you know looking real good and oiled up at the beach playing a little basketball or something. But well,
3: uh, it's, just, it's getting kind of specific. Here, yeah, man. you what know we're looking we
0: about. Now we're looking good, man. I'm saying we're looking real good. <laughs> we're looking real good right now, no matter what. So that's that's the thing. It's just that it sucks. Like we can't, which I was saying earlier, man. We can't have nice things, man, without people just wanting to pluck at it like notre dame has been a thorn in our side for the last 15 years <laughs> yeah
3: boy yeah they really
0: have just think about um, it man it, yeah, take and, it. We,
3: and we went up there and absolutely obliterated them yeah and i, I know the game was kind of close but whatever we it beat, wasn't as, we cl- the, we wasn't the as Tar close yeah,
2: yeah it wasn't as
0: close as that that score man we physically yeah. dominated those boys man
3: and our, and, our, and our fan base dominated that, uh, that stadium.
0: Yep, it did. In and the flesh. That
3: was, that was a magical, beautiful thing. And yep. that's what, um, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get, uh, to not see the forest from the trees and to get lost in um, the hand-wringing of the moment and the anxiety where we all lose our coach and what happens yeah. next. And, it, and that kind of sucks because this is such a beautiful and special moment. For sure, to think, man. To think about all the guys, you know, think about where, like, you know, if you just reflect on Desmond Ritter's journey, this yeah. guy that, you know, nobody was recruiting out of high school. Yep. Um, you know, he's behind Hayden Moore in the depth chart. We're playing at UCLA uh, in the Rose Bowl Stadium. And he comes in, and it's been just this wild, historic climb that wasn't just straight. It wasn't one straight. You know why access to the top right of the graph? (laughs) Yeah, like there was a there was a time when the fan base was like, we we can't have him as our quarterback. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Everybody wanted Ben Bryant for a bit, and so it's but he's overcome that adversity, and and look at you know he's a he's an elder statesman of the program.
2: Yeah,
3: he's you know he's going to go in the NFL draft, and and he continues to lead the team. And be their emotional leader and and there's and a stabilizing force both on the field, on the sidelines, and in the locker room. Yeah. And, and and that's such a neat thing to see. We got to grow up with dads. We got yeah. to see his. Fam- Heck, we got to see his family grow. Yeah, true. And true. and and that's what is so great and and neat about college sports is that and that's one of the things that the portal you know is kind of taken away at some level, but. It's, it's so special when you get such a long time with a player. You get to see their development, you get to see their growth. And then you get to experience this year in the sunlight, like we have with Des yeah. and, and, all, and all of those guys. You know, I mean, you look at um, Mal- a lot of people were critical of Malik Van and the recruiting process. Why don't you go somewhere else? You know? Yeah. Well, and look at him. You know, he stuck with it, he, he chose his hometown. And 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 he and Des all these guys who really invested and who picked the University of Cincinnati as the place they were going to build and make uh, an unstoppable force in the college football landscape, they have made it that. Yeah. And and it, these are these are really dazzling special times.
0: For sure. For sure, man. So, with that being said, man. On Saturday, what do you think the Bearcats do? And then Sunday night, what do you, how do you feel Bearcats fans will feel?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, you Tough know,
2: questions. i, I got to ask.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, this, to me, I'm, I'm terrified because it sets up like Tulsa at home. Um, you know, the game day thing was great and really neat for fans, but it felt a little bit like a distraction.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: and I can't think of a more emotional distraction than not knowing whether your coach is sticking. Yeah, so I, I worry about that hungry Houston team coming in, and they're not—you know—they're not a bad team. Yeah, so, exactly. So I worry about—I worry about how we'll play. Um, I don't, you know, and then you've got the prognosticators on ESPN and trying to dilute our success by, you know. Yeah. Throwing out the well, if they win narrowly, I don't know, they got to win with style.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I, I think I think we win. Um, I think we win by a little over a touchdown. Okay, and then, and then I think, um, I don't, you know, I think Lucas, Luke, Luke, Luke stays through Sunday. Okay, I th- I think they probably try to message at some level that he's not going anywhere, so that there's no um, black mark on our capacity to sneak into the playoff okay um and then i think we get in the playoff and i i think we might lose our coach sunday night mm. and i think people are going to be like well what what in the world now and Same. we'll find out we'll find out what happens and i you know i'm just making this all up yeah yeah
0: for sure for sure i definitely ask you hypothetical stuff so and so, if okay. it, if
3: it if it all is right, people are going to think I'm a gypsy, a clairvoyant. Yeah. And I got some, some crystal ball, but it, <laughs> it's really just trying to read the room and read what we know about Luke and about, um, who he is, what animates him, motivates him. Um, and what he, what he values and, and, and trying to read the landscape and not, not ignore that Notre Dame is a top five program.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
3: and, and You know, it's it's a different um, transition than when Brian Kelly made the jump from UC to Notre Dame, and our program has grown leaps and bounds since that time. For sure. So that they're not they're not you know nobody um, outside of the five one three area code would call um, those two jobs uh, you know comparable. They're not the same job. Yeah, Uh, but we've closed the gap for sure. The big yeah. 12 addition um, even tightens it up even more. Um, and, and I think the the realities of what it takes to coach in Notre Dame and to get the, you know, the, the right kids admitted and past mm. what you know, their SAT, <laughs> ACT hurdle yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes it harder. True. So I think that also impacts it. But, you know, I think we would be naive if we didn't, you know, if we didn't take the the threat that he might leave very real, yeah, and try to try to you know build the ark before the rain, and I, I I know John Cunningham to be a diligent, uh, an industrious, athletic director. He's not a he's not a cheerleader. He's not going to be out, um, you know, he's he's not going to be walking around with a big sandwich board <laughs> on, him, you know, talking about what he's doing. Um, but but he's a real g and real g's uh moving silence like lasagna yeah and so i think he's he's behind closed doors um making phone calls yeah. making inquiries not leaving a paper trail um, and he's 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 doing it wisely and smartly and i think we're going to be in a decent position come whatever happens by
0: yeah. Sunday night. Okay, cool, cool. So y'all hear that. Y'all hear that. We'll be in a good position no matter what on Sunday night, Bearcat Nation. Cool, man. We'll be, I appreciate you. Yeah,
3: appreciate on. you too, man. Yeah. Man,
0: I appreciate you on here. All right, guys. Oh, let everybody know where they can find the great Brian Fox. I'm
3: I on I'm on the World Wide Web. <laughs> and so you, you'll find me. If you don't know who I am or where I am, you'll find me. <laughs> yeah,
0: just gotta search <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Google google them. them yeah google them bfox man google them it's gonna pop up it's the first person that, that pops up under that you know that right so probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well, we're gonna end it on that man so we had two two guests on here guys it's a little bit longer pie but check it out it's a lot of good content man let us know comment hit that star button on everything and I'm JT Smith and I'm signing out guys